1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go
1: through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Drysdale, you know, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milano. This is Cam, this is Cam Talbot. Connor McDavid from your home. Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now
2: with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep
1: your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X. Now, Boss Stopper, on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers 630 Chad.
0: in studio Oilers playing a double header second of a back to back in Calgary last night lost 1-0 McDavid brilliant not a lot of other juice some disappointing performances some very quiet wingers some guys that gotta do more you know what I'm saying this is orders Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for so their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. Coming up on today's edition of orders Now, Edmonton Oilers getting the San Jose Sharks night down at Rogers Place at 11.30. The team had a meeting. Uh, the window uh, worked for us to get in a studio here. Uh, we'll have a recap of last night's game, some uh, comments from Todd McClellan, some updates on Oscar Clefbaum, who will play tonight. Matt Benning is out with the flu. We will tell you that... Uh, Al Montoya will get the start in between the pipes after Cam Talbot's put together some uh, pretty good stretches. Did you uh, negotiate contact with Mr. Wilkins? Oh, uh, Brendan Allworth, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. See if you can make that happen for us. We'll, join a, he'll get, a, we'll get Reed to join us around 12.20. Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 12.35, 105 today. Steve Goulias from Sirius XM NHL Radio, 135. Uh, we'll hear from Al Montoya, who will start in goal. And uh, get to some other uh, comments as well. Here's how you can reach us. And yes, for those of you that are fans of King Lear. There is something about that name, Cordelia, isn't it? Uh, you can reach us on our Oilers Now, River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th, Bill Engville, March 24th, tickets at ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow, 630Jet.com. Text us at six thirty 630, six thirty four westlock ford If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock-Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Reminder every Tuesday, Stauffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta HRA Live. Thoroughbred Racing returns May 5th at Northland Park. All right, uh, the Edmonton Oilers get San Jose today. We'll set up the uh, potential lines. That sort of thing at about 12:15. But last night, Edmonton and Calgary uh, losing ultimately by a score, one nothing. Here's Jack with the call
1: area give and go. And now we're going to have a fight. And it's Nurse and Travis Hamanek clawing at one another right in front of the Calgary bench. Hamanek short with an uppercut. Eats a right hand. Eats another right hook. Hamanek now in trouble and wrestled into the Calgary bench. Oilers and Flames scoreless. We've played 10 and a half. Aber off to Connor McDavid and now Nugent Hopkins gathering steam. Back to McDavid. He's in. Did it in? Quick shot to same made by Smith. I thought McDavid might have been hooked. I was a hook there. all the way. Oh, here's a chance and pass poked in by Cassian, And they're going to wave it off. And this will not be able to be reviewed, I don't believe. Hammonick swinging it down low for Furland. Getting run off the puck by Larson. Fake the shot to hand down low. Buck hitter score. Johnny Gaudreau right corner. Beautiful shot by Gaudreau, and his 22nd of the year comes courtesy of Sean Monahan. It's 1-0 Flames, time of the goal, 5-18, period two.
0: Well, the line of uh, Lucic along with Dreisaitl and Camilleri, there's been some problems on the right side there. They haven't been able to get pucks out. It's been multiple times, and that time it just got swept low in front. Great backhand by Johnny Goodrow. It was an excellent finish, but the Oilers had a chance to make the play. So here's McDavid in front.
1: Rich shot. what a glove save made by Smith. Somehow the puck stays out, and the Flames swing it to the corner. What a save! by Mike Smith. Bounces a couple of times and then he chipped it in for McDavid who flies in right hand side. Back door one what a save made by Smith. How did he stop that shot against Ryan nugent hopkins One of the best saves we've seen all year. Off the left hand side it's nugent hopkins up to McDavid. Stutter step on Brody. Back hitter. Save made by Smith. Rebound and he covered just in time. From the half wall to Russell. Left corner nugent hopkins centers deflected by Smith. Played in the half wall. Six seconds. Stoam. What? Connor Lucic blocked shot. Lucic hit the horn, fires, and hasn't blocked again. Flames hang on to win it one nothing. Mike Smith, a twenty-eight save shutout.
0: Well, uh, so there you heard, Jack. Uh, Calgary were a little bit better. I mean, they got Mike Smith was locked in. He played tremendously. I think that's a given. Um, there were lots of things that went on that frustrated a lot of people last night. Certainly, if you're watching the hockey, I mean, Connor McDavid. <laughs> The guy was fantastic. He was dancing. Should have been a penalty call on the breakaway pass that Nugent Hopkins uh, right up the seam hit him on. I'm not quite sure. Again, I, you had one inexperienced referee last night. To me, it looked like he was out of position. That has to be the reason. It can't be a judgment call on him. It just has to be that McDavid's so fast. that Because, because I, I think refs are better than uh, saying, well, I can't call a penalty every time. So, Anyhow, um, but Calgary got the goal. Great goal by Goodrow. The Oilers had some absolute passengers last night. Like, there is no way to sugarcoat this. Um, you, are, you are the type so who of, are you talking about, Bob? Well, I mean, you, you had a game last yeah. night where... <clears throat> well, who did you not like last night? I'll, I, I mean, I'm well, watching the two guys guy, next to drysettle I'm watching two guys in the wing yeah. with, with drysettle Mike Camilleri, uh, good guy but he's challenged at this stage in his career to play that high up in the lineup. That's all there is to it. Uh, he's, he, he's you know, and the orders are where they are. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth in their organization. We'll get into reasons for that coming up. Milan Lucic has one goal in 33 games. He has not fought in 49 games. Now, we have seen with other players when they're struggling offensively, they get themselves in a fight. And I can appreciate Milan's case there's not a lot of guys interested, looking to get something started. He chased Furlan around for half a shift last night. Furlan wanted no part of it. He drilled Goodrow right in front of the Calgary bench. I don't even know if they, they would have shown it on the highlights. But he flattened him. Mean, it was, a, it was a, dirty, a sneaky, dirty play. There was no response from the Flames. But Connor McDavid got blasted twice last yeah. night. By my count, that's one too many times. Um, the power play. When he's on the ice, he hasn't picked up a power play point since December the twenty third against the Montreal Canadiens. It's uh, it's 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 starting to become problem. It's more than problematic for the Edmonton Oilers, and, and uh, you know, they uh, Milan was a big signing. Sacre and Milan, big signings. We've talked about this over the last several weeks. You take a look at Nashville Predators, very well run organization. How many guys have they signed that have been prominent free agent players over the last five or six years? They went down that path in the mid-2000s and went and got... Uh, who they bring in? They brought in Paul Correa. They brought in Peter Forsberg. They didn't get to where they wanted to go to. Uh, the Oilers, secra he's been derailed because of the uh, knee injury he suffered last year in the playoffs. He's still fighting to get his game up. Uh, Lucic, at, at this stage of the game, it's got to be stated, there's not a person that's not watching the Edmonton Oilers saying... You got to give us more man. That's that's and he you know what? If Milan was listening to this show right now, he'd be the first guy to say, "I got to be better." There's a lot of people that are tied to that decision, okay? He has to be better. I the the problem I had watching is he looked disengaged. How could you be disengaged against Calgary? What defined the great Oilers players of the mid nineteen eighties and late and maybe? I, and I get it; it's a different generation. Stop living in the past. But the fact of the matter is that you're on a team. You're playing your arch rival. They some guys took some liberties with McDavid a couple times. Now he engaged once and and jammed at a puck and played with Connor's playing with tremendous desperation. I don't think they can have both Lucic and Camillary on the wing all the time. I think that's a given. Uh, so we shall. Uh, we well,
1: shall. Well, he also. Uh, I mean, Zach. can
0: play games at a point for Lucic
1: as well, Bob. What? Thirty-three games at a power play point for Lucic yes. as well. Yes. Why not try someone like Kara on the top unit? That that is giving whether something night in and night out. Well, I'm just speculating. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but at some point, you need
0: to give some guys a chance over Lucic. I know, like I can't believe it's frustrating. You know what? I can't believe how bad it's gone for. Yeah, I'm in shock that it's been. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I certainly thought it could work. Yeah, the term concerned me, but I thought it could work with him. You know. There's, there's some of the harshest critics amongst the media in Edmonton that thought, you know what, I watched the Oilers get pushed around for years. They got Milan Lucic now. That's going to be a good thing. He has had a tough year. Whatever's happened here, he's going to have to get recalibrated, refocused, and come back and be ready to play. And for those of you that are texting in right now saying, why the hell is he in the top six? Why is he not being forced to play his way for more minutes? Is that a dangerous precedent? Coach is in a tough spot there. General manager signed him, brought him in. So that's that's a tough uh, that's a tough position. And when I say the GM brought him in, it was an organizational decision to rebuild the team and make it a bigger and heavier team. So it's not solely on Shirelli. Like ultimately, Shirelli is the guy that pulled the trigger on the Griffin Reinhardt trade, but there were other people that certainly supported that in key positions in the order's organization when that deal went down. So I'm not going to just sit there and lump this all on Peter. Like, throughout their organization, the Oilers wanted to get bigger, heavier, and tougher. I don't think anybody saw the play level off for Lucic the way it has. He's got to get his game going. Um, The positives last night, Connor McDavid, again, was fantastic. I think Nugent Hopkins and McDavid had some good chemistry. Uh, Dreisaitl didn't have much going, but neither did his line mates. They ended up rotating a bunch of guys through. Broke up the third line a bit. Maybe that means we'll see Paul Yarvi uh, Pontus Aberg, Jack Michaels, tweeting out. Looks like he's going to be... Um, uh, Pontus Aberg will be going... Uh, staying where he's staying. Uh, that's just... Here's uh, with Oscar Clefbaum coming back in. Like, it wouldn't surprise me tonight if Paul Yarby, uh flips spots, potentially, with Mike Camilleri. Camilleri's a left shot, could play the left side, maybe further down the lineup, and that could move up a guy like... Uh, Yes, Paul Yarvey. All right, here's Todd McClellan on the orders falling short last night.
2: The game itself was a very evenly played game. I thought it was a good game. Both teams checked and and defended well. There wasn't much that was given up. Uh, both ends, both goaltenders made some tremendous saves. We had some real good looks, and Smith made some saves, but so did they early in the game. And on their power play, and Cam made saves. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate we're on the short end of the stick. Uh, I thought we made one mistake in, in a faceoff coverage and cheated a little in D-zone, and it was in our net. Uh, but other than that, the effort on the road was pretty good. You'd like to score some goals, but we created chances, and um, even at the end with uh, the goaltender pulled, we had some good looks at the net. So um, not overly disappointed uh, in the effort, um, disappointed in the outcome.
0: All right, uh, 12 18 in Edmonton. Uh, Bob Stauffer with you. That's Todd McClellan. Now, do we have the uh, audio today, the update on Oscar Clefbaum? Can I get you to cue that puppy up for us? Uh, so, those are some of Todd's thoughts last night. By the way, I thought Ethan Bear performed quite well in that game uh, last night. Like, uh, obviously, McDavid's game. Didn't mind Nugent Hopkins. Um, would like to have seen Cassian and Lucic a little bit more involved and engaged. And again, I mean, Cassian, yeah, he challenged Garnet Hathaway. I think it was in late in the second period, early in the third period. Want to know part of it. But um, let's go to uh, Todd McClellan today with a bit of an update on Oscar Clefbaum, who will play tonight.
2: Uh, He'll play tonight. We we talked about him missing two games and uh, then returning to the lineup. Uh, The procedure he had uh, allowed him to digest some information and make a decision about where he'll go uh, uh, moving forward. And uh, he will have uh, a cleanup done and that'll happen as early as next week. All the details and everything has to be uh, sorted out. Uh, but he's come to us, and he wants to play uh, between now and then, and we're all for it. When so real... say clean up, can you... Clean up. I'm it? not a doctor. Clean up. Same so shoulder. he'll play and then... Clean. What's that? Same. Everybody's... Same shoulder he had operated on before when I talked to him. He said it was the same. So yeah, yeah. So so I don't know if it's the same sh- sort of problem. He needs a clean up. So he'll
3: play and then be out...
2: He'll play, he uh, yes, and he won't finish the year. Once he gets the uh, procedure done, he will not finish the year. Okay, Does it say a little bit about him, just his willingness to keep going out there, knowing that he's not probably feeling the way he was? Well, he's, he's played this way for um, a long time. Uh, it, it just hasn't happened this year. In fact, he had the same shoulder last year. Uh, just some of the treatments uh, that he's had in the past have worked, and now they're not working quite as well. Uh, the fact that he wants to play, he's a hockey player. He wants to get out there and play. And, um, you know, there's, He's looking forward to helping his team try and win the game tonight, so that speaks volumes of him.
0: Gonna- All right, so that's Todd McClellan earlier today talking about Oscar up Al Montoya starts in goal. He's 3-2-1 this year, 3.15 goals against an average, an 894 save percentage. Um, we know Oscar Clefbaum is going to play. Uh, my guess, uh, because Clefbaum played a couple games with Ethan Bear, and uh, the orders are going to pull Benning out due to an illness, is we'll see Nurse with Larson, Clefbaum with Bear, and Sekra with Russell. Uh, Jack Michaels tweeted out McDavid with r and Aberg Aberg stays in that slot He's got to start to get something accomplished there If he wants to stay there uh, Last night the owners had Drysad, Lucic, and Camilleri Though Paul Yarvey did get a look late in the game Uh Paul Yarvey, Strom, Slepeshev Kaira, Kajula, and Kassian. Uh So uh, there you have it And, and I, Anton Slepeshev was very quiet there's another quiet winger in last night's game. Quickly, for the uh, 37 23, and 6 San Jose Sharks, Joe Pavelski, just 18 goals this year. Uh, he's averaged almost 35 goals a year for the last four years. Evander Kane on his left side, Jonas going on his right. It'll be Logan Couture, six-time 20-goal scorer, 27 goals this season, with Tomas Hertl and Mikael Bodker. Chris Tierney with Timo Meyer, career high, 18 goals and 29 points this season with Kevin LeBanc. Uh, being told that Carlson is in on the fourth line with Eric Fair and Marcus Sorensen. That's the guy that uh, McDavid obliterated with a hit in game number five of the Oilers San Jose series last year. Joe Kim Ryan with Brent Burns, Burns minus 18 this season. Mark Edward Vlasic with Justin Braun. Uh, Vlasic, career high, 10 goals this year. Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, they don't play a lot of minutes in the third pairing. And uh, we expect to see uh, Jones in goal, twenty-three, eighteen, and six at two point four seven goals against average, point nine one seven save percentage. We'll, we'll skip the break right now. Let's bring in Reed Wilkins right at this time. He's down at Roger's place. Uh, Reed, how are you? Yeah, good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, we do that every home game uh, of a midweek game. So there you go. Uh, first things first. Uh, I know Dreisidel spoke. I know Todd spoke. Who else ended up uh, talking today down there? Well, Clefbaum spoke
3: as well, Bob. So I just sent that in a few. If you, if you want to get to that and he's going to play tonight and he will go on the road trip and then at some point next week he'll have uh this cleanup as they're calling it and then he'll be done for the year and then he'll go through whatever he needs to go through in the off season, and then be good for training camp so he he said this is something he's been dealing with a long time even last year, when when he had a much uh, better season, he, he you know basically said he wasn't totally healthy. So this year, it's uh, it's been a little worse on him. So he he wants to play though. He doesn't want to sit out. Uh, McClellan was asked, "Why not just tell him right now you, you you can't play?" And and Todd said, "There's after the information he got from this uh, recent procedure, as they called it, there's nothing worse that can happen. Uh, you know, he's not putting himself at any risk by playing. I guess probably." three to five games we're, we're looking at here. So uh, so he's in. Well, he's in for a little bit, and then uh, we won't see him playing again until the fall.
0: All right. Uh, what were your, just uh, quickly, give me a sense of what the fan response was after last night's loss against Calgary.
3: Well, Milan Lucic is not a popular player at all right now, Bob. Uh, there's a lot of questioning about him. There's a lot of questioning about the contract, and there's a lot of questioning about his uh, his usage. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally think myself, is, is it not time to see if Jujar Kera can be a net front presence on the power play or or somebody else can can fill in and, and I mean it's just everything for Lucic, I mean he's missed open nets last night uh, on that six on four, he has McDavid flying up the wing for a given goal, go and he handles the puck and takes it in and, and spins against the wall and winds up in a scrum instead of getting it to McDavid but I, but I guess the counter is is, is the coach is looking at a guy who still has five years left on a contract at $6 million per year and who has usually shot 12% or higher in his career and this year is at about 75 and thinking he's got to give him a chance to play out of it and, and every opportunity to, to try to somehow get back on track and build something for next year. But but it's it's frustrating to watch. That was uh, that was obviously a pretty big topic after the show.
0: I will tell you, I got this uh, text from a scout in the league last night. Here's the report on Lucic. Uh, allow him to sleep. Don't give him a reason to wake up. Uh, right now, does not re-engage for second battles. Goes into the first battle. If he loses it, he's done. Okay, still has uh, some ability and could be an asset moving forward, but has to uh, recommit himself and does not lead the trade. Did not lead the train in Boston. Uh, can help support the train once the train gets going. Well, Ber- that's Ber-
3: what he did last year. Ber-
0: Bergeron and Chara led the train. This is a this is a thing that a friend of mine sent me. Well, uh,
3: that's interesting, and, and that's what he did last year. I, and the thing is, the way I describe Lucic Bob is. He is a loud player. When he has a good game, yeah. you notice he doesn't do subtle things well. He crushes guys. He scores. He gets in a fight sometimes. All three in a game. When he's having an off night, it's often a loud game. He, he throws you know things. You notice he throws the puck blindly up the middle. He mishandles it inside his own blue line. He gets frustrated going off the ice and slams his stick or slams the gate. So there's not a lot of middle ground with him. And unfortunately, we've seen a, a long period of struggles. We'll see. I mean, I, I told this to you earlier, Bob. I can't remember if we, earlier. I can't remember if we talked about you it. You told it to me, did you? Yeah. In, in, yep. in 12, 13 he shot eight point nine percent. Yep. He bounced back at fifteen point seven shooting percentage the next season. He's at seven point six this year. Was thirteen point one last year. Fourteen point six his career. So you got to hope that that shooting percentage. Oh, the returns. others have they have to hope absolutely.
0: absolutely. and it's unfortunate that we're you know resorting to having to hope. I, well, I know. And I'm the, the one thing I will say is. I get the sense that for him, it's about the goal scoring, and I'll, I'll give Maroon credit. And Patrick Maroon, you know, I was I had a lot of time for Maroon, but there, I could see you know the challenges in his game that maybe others didn't like. But when Maroon was struggling, what was the one thing that he always was able to do? He'd go and pick himself a fight to get himself going and get him. And Luch has not fought in 49 games. Now I realize Milan Luce scares the hell out of a bunch of players in the league, but sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone too.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes you have to give a player no choice, though again, he's he's bigger than most guys, so that that could lead to a it's extra discipline if if you just grab somebody and really pound them. But look, Bob, it's it's it was to me it was another game last night. Well, like look, Smith stole the game. But there weren't a lot of chances that didn't come off the sticks of of McDavid and Nugent-Hopkins and Drysdale. And I know there's clamoring for Move Sleppachev up, Move Puljari up. But I also look at it and say, what have those guys done to deserve it either? I mean, they've, they've been pretty quiet, too, and, and didn't look uh, overly engaged in winning a lot of puck battles last night either. So, I mean, it's it's tough for a lot of guys right now, but because of the contract and experience, Lucic is going to hear it the most.
0: Absolutely. Comes with the territory. All right, Reid, we'll see you tonight at uh, 6 o'clock for the City Ford Face-Off show, right? Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Bob. That's Reid Wilkins. It's 1228 in Edmonton. Coming up at 1235, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We blew right through a break. This is Oilers now off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.
3: Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective.